Hello ladies, this is Anna Grace Wood and I'm your hostess to Feminine Fidelity where we are working on recovering biblical womanhood. Okay, so today we're going to be discussing frugality. And um, a lot of us have not been taught what it means to be a frugal woman, a frugal homemaker. Um, I was blessed in that I saw firsthand what frugality meant. My mother was raised during the Great Depression, and um, she passed on some of the lessons of the Great Depression to me. Uh, our family motto was, use it up, wear it out, make it do, or do without. And I still follow that in my own home today. Um, I reuse anything that can be reused from food to clothing, um, containers, um, even tinfoil. If it's not dirty, fold it up, reuse it. Um, I have even been known to wash up baggies and, and save bread bags and cereal bags because they come in, they come in handy. I, I save the tag, the ties off of loaves of, loaves of bread. And, um, so, you know, there's a lot you can do there. Um, I, when something, uh, loses its function, its main function, I try to press it into use as something else. For instance, towels have often been turned into, uh, cleaning cloths. I've even cut them down into washcloths before. Um, I have used, uh, sheets and pressed them into duty as uh, to make curtains out of them or to make a tablecloth out of it. Um, I have turned uh, dresses into a skirt and uh, well a lot of different things like that but the point of it all is to use what you have before you go try to buy something else. Um, we are so bombarded with choices, styles, fashions. Um, it's hard to choose sometimes what you want when you see so many different things that you think are cute or pretty or wouldn't this be nice to have? Um, you know, why have one pair of cute sandals when you could have five or ten? Why have... Uh, two pretty dresses or three when you could have 12 or 15. Well, you don't need 12 or 15, you know. A season is roughly three months. You know, here in the South, we have mostly warm weather. But even so, what's acceptable to wear in fall warm temps isn't the same as what you're normally going to be wearing in summer warm temps and or in spring. And so you don't need that many items of clothing. You don't need that many pairs of sandals. Um, basically, on shoes, it would be nice to have a comfortable work pair, whether it's tennis shoes or something else that you can do your housework in or work in the yard in, a pair of dressy shoes, maybe a pair of sandals, and maybe a pair of boots if you have need of those. You don't really need a lot more. I mean, 
perhaps your circumstances are different and that you do have a need for them, but in general, you don't. Um, we, uh, we think everybody else has so much because that's what we're told. That's what commercials tell us. That's, um, you know, you may have a friend who just has far, far more than she needs. My sister-in-law used to have like 40 pairs of stockings and I can't even count how many pairs of shoes she had and her closet just went on forever because she just loved to dress and loved to have different looks and different outfits and that was her thing. Um, we're encouraged by advertisements and we're propelled by our own desires and sometimes by our friends to want more, to never be satisfied. You know, the uh, there's an old saying, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough go shopping. No, that is, that's a sinful response. Um, shopping isn't the cure for anything and very often leads to other problems. Uh, you don't want to be addicted to buying things. You don't want to need that rush that comes from, sometimes comes from buying something new. Um, it is a wise woman who learns to manage her home well with what she has. And if she needs something else, she is careful with her husband's money and, um, shops wisely after careful thought and consideration and this would be true concerning clothes it would be con true concerning household items or food um, makeup uh, furniture uh, things for your children or anything else we really need to reevaluate our priorities and figure out what exactly it is that we need and uh, we need to remember that frugality is a virtue. It's a good thing to be frugal. Um, you want to not, if you can afford the things you actually need, it's good to get it. But it's not good to get more than you actually need. And it's not good to go shop just because you want to go shop. Um, one of the problems in our modern times is that Mothers and grandmothers and fathers and granddads, they're not doing their job to teach the younger generation how to be frugal, how to make do, how to redo, repurpose, um, how to even figure out what it actually is that they need. We don't teach them how to shop well. We don't teach them how to have to, how to handle delayed gratification you don't need to be satisfied right this moment unfortunately our modern world has taught us that right now that's when we need whatever it is we want we want a dinner we don't want to go um pull out the meat and let it defrost and chop up the vegetables and and make the sauce ourselves and work on everything little by little until we pull the dinner together. Now it's much easier to run through the drive-through. It's much easier to pull out a microwavable dinner. 
or to buy bags of veggies already chopped. Um, get that chicken already um, skinned and deboned and into slices just the way you want those breast fillets. You know, it's so much easier, but it's also cost more. Here's something everybody needs to remember, and I try to get make sure my children understand this, that everything in life costs either time or money. If you pay less for something, you usually have to invest time to make that thing work. Like if you buy a full chicken, then you've got to take it home and you've got to cut it up. And you've got to portion it out into the legs, the breast, the back, and the wings. And um, if you are um, maybe raising your own chickens, you have even more work to do than that. Because you have to raise them and take care of them. And then you have to kill them and process them. Then you have to cut them up and use them. And so it takes time to do these things. It takes time to cut out a pattern and sew that pattern up and make something pretty. Um, it takes time to um, cut up the potatoes yourself rather and boil them and mash them rather than buying the little bags of instant potatoes. But they're better for you. They're cheaper. And they taste better. But so many of us don't have time because of the way our modern schedules work. And that's a, that's a completely different issue, and it's part of the same issue. Because feminism has taught us that everybody needs to go out and have a job, including the ladies. And so she doesn't have time to do her work at home, and so she, she takes all the shortcuts she can. Now, there's a time and a place for the shortcuts. I've been known to buy those bags of potatoes. I've been known to buy frozen french fries. And I've been known occasionally to say, hey, let's order pizza tonight. But it's not what I normally do, nor should it be what we normally do. Those are treats, or those are, um, I really can't do anything tonight. I've got to have a shortcut. Um, that should not be our normal response. And um, anyway, when the women go out and, and, and work, then the men's, often don't get to have uh, enough to make a living wage. They don't, the, the jobs disappear. There's less demand for them, so they have to take a lesser paying job. And it's all part of the same process. And uh, anyway, we'll talk about that on another day. But, you know, that leads up to having less money and having less time. Um, less money if it's just the husband working and he's not pulling in a living wage. Less time if the husband and wife are both working and then she's still got to put food on the table. She very often turns to shortcuts. But frugality demands that we are we use everything in our lives in a way that honors God. The Lord tells us to redeem our time. We're, we're to use it well for His glory. And He tells us whatever we do, we are to do it for his glory. Whatever we eat or drink, you know, and it expands. And whatever we put on the table for supper, however we use our time 
during our morning hours, our afternoon hours, our evening hours. We're supposed to be doing it for His glory. How we spend our time and money is a reflection of our devotion to the Lord. Um, now, um, I've noticed that one of the problems is that we very often don't know how to say no to our children. And a lot of us don't know how to say no to ourselves. We want something, so we just go for it. And we don't stop to think that, hey, we've just broken God's command about being a good steward of our money. And um, we have the same problem in that we want to do something, so we just go do it. Again, not stopping to think that we've just broken God's command to redeem the time and to use it for His glory. Um, time and money, these are things the Lord has blessed us with. How we use them shows what our heart toward Him is, what we think about Him, what we believe about His Word. And so um, we need to learn to use time and use money in a way that honors Him. Frugality allows us to do this, and being a good steward of our time allows us to do this. Um, it's very hard for some of us to distinguish between wants and needs. You know, your real needs are a sh shelter over your head, clothes on your back, and food in your belly. And yes, medical care could be thrown in there, but it's much, much better, if at all possible, to, you know, build your health up and keep it by the way you eat and drinking enough water and sleeping enough and not being stressed and getting some exercise in than it is to go have to spend lots of money on uh, going to the doctor and getting bottles of prescriptions. Um, so anyway, back our real needs are these things is to have a roof, have clothes and have food. And um, a lot of us think, but if something looks good or if our friends have it or if it's the newest thing, uh, we want it. And sometimes we think we need it, but we're wrong. You know, a lot of guys and some women, now, there's nothing wrong with a guy enjoying a video game. Let me say that at the forefront. I, I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem if it becomes a lifestyle or if when he... There's a new game coming out, and he can't afford it, but he really wants it. So he convinces himself he needs it because it'll fill up his empty hours, or it'll make him happy, or it's something that he just really needs for whatever other reason. Um, there's a problem with that. Just like there's a problem with a lady that goes out and buys brand new dresses when she has ten hanging in her closet. Um, you know, the Bible... In 1 Corinthians 6, 6 through 8, says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can, cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. Now, God doesn't tell us if we have a certain kind of food. He doesn't say if we have the kind of clothes we want. But he says if we have food and clothes, we ought to be content. How many of us can actually say that we are? 
You know, the have you ever really thought about the Proverbs 31 woman and how she was a frugal woman? Um, because she, she used both her time and her money well. And she made wise decisions that freed her husband so that he could focus in on the things he needed to do. He might not have been able to do. She had not made these wise decisions. Um, Proverbs thirty-one eleven through 12 says, The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. He doesn't have to worry about her wasting time or money. He doesn't have to wonder, is she at home just sitting around watching um, soap operas or talk shows or game shows or just talking on the phone to a friend or going out shopping or taking naps when she really ought to be cleaning and cooking? He doesn't have to worry about her being engaged in idle talk or slander. He doesn't have to worry about her disrespecting him because she's seeking his good in every way. She doesn't sit around wasting time watching shows endlessly or sleep needlessly. She's actively engaged in doing good to her husband through the way she manages her household, the way she handles herself, and through the life she lives. She is wise in the use of the gifts and the energy, the time and talents that the Lord has blessed her with. She knows that a woman who is wasteful in one area of her life is likely to be wasteful in other areas of her life. And so she doesn't want to be like that because she wants to do all things for the glory of God. And, you know, when we're wasteful with our time and we're wasteful with our money, we are not glorifying the Lord. A frugal woman will be an industrious woman. And she will live her life day by day, moment by moment, with wisdom. Proverbs 31 13 through 16 says, She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of, a, of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruits of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She is a very busy woman, and she's using... All of the time and talents and money that she's got in a way that both pleases the Lord and blesses her family. She especially has an eye to blessing her, towards blessing her husband. She wants to do him good all the days of her life. And because of this, he can safely trust in her. So whatever she's doing, he knows that she's thought about it, she's planned it out, she's prayed about it, she's run it by him, and all is good. Um, let's see, Proverbs 31, 18 through 22, verse 24 and 27 says, She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands to the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor, and she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all of her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. She makes linen garments and sells them, and she delivers sashes to the merchant. She looks well to the ways of her household, and she does not eat the bread of idleness. Do you get that? She is not idle. She uses her time well. 
She works to make money from her home in conjunction with her husband, likely, because that's typically the way things were were done in productive households back then. Um, she she works. She puts her hands to the distaff. She perceives that her merchandise that she's making is profitable. She sells it, and she has enough money to help the poor. She takes care of her family. And again, her husband wisely uh, can sit back because she and, and trust in her because she wisely uses her time. She does not give him cause to wonder, hey, are you going to drive me into bankruptcy, lady? She doesn't do that. The wise woman that the Lord chose as our example is a busy, productive woman who is engaged in home industry. She takes care of her family and their needs and the needs of others. This is not a superwoman, ladies. This is the example the Lord has given us to follow. Some people try to say, oh, Proverbs 31 woman is not something that's really applicable, but it is. The Lord has her in here so we can see what Titus 2, which came much later, but what Titus 2 in action looks like. This is this is it. She's teaching. She's working. She's, she's doing. She's doing it all for the Lord's glory and for her husband's good and for her family's good. She is a woman who is seeking to be faithful to the Lord by using her time and money in a God-honoring way. She is wise, she is careful, she's thrifty, she's frugal. And um, she gets up early, she makes wise decisions, and she works hard. All of these are components of frugality. Frugality isn't just, oh, I'm going to clip a coupon and buy juice at 50% at fifty off, or, or I'm going to save a dollar. On these rolls that that's all well and good but um, and I, I clip coupons at times I use some um, extensions on my web browser so that I can uh, save money through Ibotta and uh, other things like that and uh, that's good but if that's where your idea of frugality begins and ends then you're not being very frugal because frugality needs to take into account your family's time, their money, your family's needs, your family's health. You know, you may be saving a ton by buying these processed foods, but are you doing good by your family's health by doing that? You know, it's got to be balanced. And um, so you want to do all that you do um, for the Lord's glory, ladies. And you, you don't want to waste that, which the Lord has, has blessed you with. What, whether he has blessed you with food or time or talent or any raw components to put together to make something, you don't want to waste it. You want to make wise and careful use of it. A frugal woman does just this. Proverbs 10.4 says, A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. And 
First Timothy 6.10 says, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. What do you want, ladies? What, what, what hangs around the corners of your mind and you just can't get rid of this idea that, man, I could just be so much more happy if I want that. Now ask yourself this, do you really need it? Or is it something you really need for your home? Or is it something you just want? Because whatever, your friend has it, or you just want the next best thing. You want to get the better phone, or the newer car, or the nicer furniture. But is it really a need? That's what we have to ask ourselves. Are you being covetous? Are you being wise? Because as long as you're being covetous, wanting what someone else has, and wanting the next best, the next thing that you think will be the best thing, then you're not being frugal. And not unless there's a reason to want that thing. Now your your Sunday heels broke. And you really need another pair because you don't have a backup. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. But my iPhone is two years old now, and man, I just need the newer variety. Why? Why? We don't need everything we think we want. Jesus said in Matthew 6.24, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the money of the other. You cannot serve God and money. I know I've seen ladies flip through magazines and just go nuts over the ads in there. Oh, look at this. I want that. Um... You know, here's a thought. Don't look at the magazines. Or ignore the ads online. Don't don't walk through a store if you don't have the money to spend at the store and if you don't have a plan for shopping. <clears throat> Excuse me. If there's not something you need, you have no reason to be looking at things to buy. Now, you also tend to notice in TV shows or movies, ooh, look at that dress, or ooh, I like that style. Don't let your mind wander that way and keep going. You know, don't think about it. Just say, hey, I've got enough. Oh, my, my pink dress is cuter than her blue one. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm going to let y'all go. Um, we have a lot more to discuss on frugality, but this is enough for today. I just wanted to put a lot of thoughts out there. I want you to think about the difference in being covetous and being frugal. I want you to think about what it means to be a frugal wife and to bring good to your husband through your decisions, the way you spend money, what you want, what you try to do. Uh, think about the Great Depression motto. Use it up. Wear it out, make it do, or do without. Um, Y'all have a nice day, ladies. And until next time, 
Seek to glorify the Lord in all that you do. Bye-bye.